Hello. It's me. That's my impression of Adele. Um, I think it's pretty spot on. Um, but anyways, welcome to the Confused Buddha. I am your host, Josh Buddha. And, uh, you know, clearly I have been a little bit obsessed with, you know, British accents. So exp- explicitly like the Essex one because that's the funniest one. I know, like, hey, I know there's like Cody Cohn, Noel Miller, and they do all the fucking the Love Island stuff and they talk like, I got a tax or whatever. But that accent is just so funny to me. It's hilarious. Especially when you like get to see... You know, some real hardcore Brits, some real, you know, some ones that are not, clearly not all there. Like, being from Essex, or East London, rather, that's, like, kind of the region, is literally just, like, being, like, a valley girl. But the British version, I think. I think that's kind of what it is. Or being, like, a total just, you know, California surfer dude, like, yo, what's up, man? My name's, uh, my name's, uh, Tanner. Yeah, I'm from, uh, Playa Vista, Cali. What's up, dude? You trying to like, you trying to smoke? You trying to smoke? But then there's like, hello, darling, how you doing? You trying to go down to the pub and get a couple of drinks, trying to get naughty with the boys tonight? You trying to turn up? Oons, oons, oons. Heavy ADM, some house music. Just like, and they're just, the Brits are out there cutting fucking shapes and shit. That's what's up, dude. That shit, that energy, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm trying to bring to this fucking podcast, all right? We're in the studio. We're back. We're in the studio. We're back, dude. Um, yeah, welcome to the podcast. As you can see, I'm all over the place. I am all the fuck over the place. And I'm turning all the way up. I'm sipping on some, uh, what's this called? Um, Irvine uh, Spring Hill Merlot 2016, baby. Because you know, you know how we do it. A little red wine, a little podcast. Just, you know, this is just really going to be a podcast. Something you can, you know, you know, maybe roll one up, maybe pop a top or something, pour one out for for all the dead homies before you listen, or while you're listening, whichever. I'm down with anything. But yeah, dude, podcast is back. This is my third attempt at a podcast, and obviously this is the third different uh, title of a podcast that I'm doing, but I'm going to stick with this one. Um, because it's just kind of fun. I just get to sit here by myself, really, and it's kind of, it's really difficult to just sit here and speak. By yourself. I've probably recorded about four hours worth of myself talking, and I haven't felt like I've been truly there. Um, not like I haven't been there, but like I, I get lost a lot. So one of the main principles of this show is going to be me using the phrase, let me reset. So if I say that, that means whatever I said for the last like minute, 30 seconds or something like that, I'm really, I'm just like, it's like you drop me off at a corn maze with a blindfold on and like ask me to get out. Like that's where I'm at in the sentence. Okay. I'm just totally fucking lost. I'm out there. I'm like, I'm like Biden on stage. Honestly, Joshy Biden's dude. Let's go fucking Brandon, bro. That shit's so funny by the way. But let me, let me get back to my main point. That's going to be my catchphrase, I guess for this show, the slogan, let me reset. Cause sometimes I get lost in a sentence. Like, you know, or not necessarily in a sentence, but in a thought. Like, I have a third of it, you know, really crafted out well at the beginning. Then I just get lost in it. And it's kind of a problem, but I'm going to try and fix that to this podcast. I think that this will help me to uh, also reclaim some of my vocabulary that I have lost since the pandemic. I'd, I'd assume that the, uh, you know, estimated percentage drop in my uh, vocabulary is somewhere around, like, 30 to 35%. 
Uh, so I'm trying. I'm trying to get that back. I'm trying to be a real like th- this is like all on the path of being an enlightened thinker and being the greatest philosophical mind of our generation. This is my, you know, clearly I am already there, but I feel like I, just to really push me over that edge to where I am completely undeniable, I kind of need to like have a good vocabulary, which I think that I kind of do already. But that's besides the point. Okay, let me fucking reset, dude. I'm back in it. I'm locked in. Okay. Anyways, um, this podcast is also going to be sort of a way for me to like, I don't know, work on being able to talk for a long time because I, I, you know, I can do that, but like uninterrupted, I can't just like fucking rip for an hour. So this is what this is going to be. If it gets off to a rough start, uh, I'm sorry, but honestly, I've recorded too many of these and deleted them all. Um, I'm just letting it rip now. I don't give a fuck. Fuck you. Fuck your mother if you don't like it. I'm just kidding. I Lead with love. That's always been my mission statement. Lead with love. It always has been, always will be. Um, let me reset. Anyways, this podcast is going to be cool. Um, I think I'm just going to write down... Well, this is this is the layout of the show. It's not really anything really that structured. This is just to... Uh, this is more for me, the structure is, uh, so that I won't just become a full babbling, like, R-word on this podcast, but... Um, you know, I'm going to try and conceal my mild um, underlying autism, you know, because that's trendy now to be autistic, right? Everybody's like, oh, I think I have autism. It's like, no, I think you just spend too much time on the fucking computer, dude. Chill, right? You play too many video games. You're just doing, like, people, like, autism has become trendy. Shout out to fucking Mark Asperger's for fucking, uh, or no, not Asperger's, Zuckerberg, right? Yeah, Zuckerberg. My bad. Shout out to him for making, like, people think being autistic is fucking sweet. Okay, not that it isn't, because being autistic is fine. Like, there's nothing nothing against actually autistic people or whatever, but, you know, I feel like we've kind of normalized that. That and, like, ADHD. But it's like, um, I think that just being online and on the computer has really fucked us up pretty bad. Um, anyways, before I dig myself in too deep of a hole, let me reset. The structure of this podcast is really going to be me writing down some bullet point notes um, every week, and I'm going to just go over them and, you know, just start spitballing. Just start ripping. Um, I'm trying going to try and not say anything too bad um, because I am kind of an out there guy. Um, but I, I always lead with love. I have the most pure of intentions with everything that I do. Um, really because I genuinely believe that I come at things like as objectively as I can because, um, you know, I've always been somebody, you know, and you can ask my friends, I guess, if you know any of them or if you know me, you know what I'm about. Um, I'm kind of like more of just like an observer. I like to chill back and sit around, talk a little bit maybe, but I'm not like in the party as much as I am like sitting and watching and making sure like the vibes are strong. Okay. I'm a real observant guy, I think. And that's just what I'm going to try to do on this show. I'm just going to try and make some observations and talk about them. And I think we'll have, we'll have a good fucking time. All right. So, uh, one of my, um, observations to start things off. Uh, this happened just recently in the last uh, hour or so where I was um, talking to my roommate and I was like, hey, uh, I yelled at him that his butt was clean, which is just something that guys do. Ladies, this is for the fellas. Fellas, you just be yelling shit at your boys sometimes, right? Like you just be making andro- like just wild noises. Like I have a noise that I make with my uh, one other roommate and, he, and we just do this at each other. We just go, ooh. That's it. We go like that to each other. 
and that's how we communicate like we get all the information that we need to out of that exchange and it's like there's no other words that need to be spoken but anyways i told him that he had a clean ass and then immediately this is just a little a little inside scoop on what my brain um how it functions and what it looks like and everything like that so my initial reaction or thought to me saying this was immediately my brain formulates this entire idea or this whole premise in my head is that is it possible to like and there's no reason ever for you know this to be studied or to be put um you know into practice or researched i just thought it was funny like is it possible that and this is for the fellas cuz ladies i think you know i you know hey i don't want to like assume too much about gender roles or whatever or uh, personal hygiene, you know, because I'm I'm not a woman at, at this moment in time. I'm definitely not a woman. So um, this is for all the fellows out there that got fucking a lot of booty hole hair. Um, I was thinking, like, is it like, you know, could you identify like a turd based on, like if you put it under a microscope, based on, and this might get gross. I'm sorry if you're squeamish. But the way that the poop comes out your butt, like, and it hits the the hairs, does that leave a like completely hundred percent unique like fingerprint on the like the poop print? Is that like the poop print? Is in I was thinking if you zoomed in on it, it kind of looked like the like the rifling of the inside of a barrel. You know what I mean? Like the grooves that are in it. Like, can you tell? Like, can you tell like, um, you know, the country of origin or something like that from the poop? Okay, now I realize I'm getting a little bit. I'm getting into murky waters, but let me just say, there's like, you know. Because people's booty hole hair, like, you can't tell me it's a uniform, you know, level of coarseness across all fucking, you know, all people. You know, your booty hole hair or your taint hair, all that stuff is kind of, it's all fucking wild. It's crazy. I mean, it is kind of just like pubes, but, like, some of those that get free range, they got a mind of their own, dude. They're just, they're, they're ready to fucking etch themselves into a turd. Anyways, let me reset. That's how my brain works, honestly. Um... But yeah, dude, I've been, um, I'm a little fired up, dude. I just came off a sick therapy session, dude. I love therapy. It's so awesome, dude. If you're not doing therapy, therapy, where the fuck you at? I get if you can't, like, afford it. Like, that's chill. But yeah, dude, therapy's cool. Um, shout out Sean, therapist. What's up, what's up, boss? He's not listening to this, but anyways, let me try and get into my first kind of real topic of the day. Um, what do I have written down? Let me look. I have, what do I have? Oh, this is something that I've been thinking about a lot recently, right? So I'm kind of like, I like to think about and like write about sort of like I don't know just like observing like modern day society because there's plenty of people you know that have come before us that have done good analysis or analyses is that analysis is whatever the plural is see I'm trying to work on the vocabulary I'm working hard definitely you can tell um but anyways there's people that have you know had good analysis of society in previous eras and people that do it now there's a lot of my I'm gonna say there's a lot of my contemporaries, because obviously I'm professional, um, and I definitely have all the degrees necessary to, uh, you know, feel, fully be uh, certified and respected by my peers. But um, 
something I like to think about a lot. It's like, what are we doing right now? Like, what are potential impacts of our actions? Uh, where did we come from? How did we get here? Where are we going? What are the things that could happen? What are all the eventual possibilities of where things could lead? And one thing that I've really been thinking about a lot in the since COVID started is like this whole idea of like our reality and how, like, and how how we interact with our own reality and what outside factors are like contributing to our perception of the world, right? And obviously, social media has not had a fucking you know, it hasn't helped, right? But here's the thing with, like, the internet and social media or whatever. There's infinite amounts of information out there, right? Which is which should be a great thing, right? And it is. It is for the most part. But, you know, unless you are, like, directly going out and searching for specific information or things that you are really interested in, you can just get lost in the fucking, in the maze, man. You can get lost in the maze. And even if you are looking at stuff that really, like, interests you, like, uh, for example, let's say that you're into mountain biking or whatever. Like, you, you can, you know, hey, you could be into, like, all the different brands of bikes. Like, shout out to fucking, uh, what is it, fucking Diamondback? Shout out to Trek, dude. Shout out to those boys. I don't know anything about mountain Shout out Gary Fisher, dude. I don't know anything about mountain biking, but that's that's about as far as my shit goes. Um, you know, you know all the technology. You know all the riders and on the pro circuit, you know, where the best races are, like, on those ski slopes. Ski slopes. Um, over there in the Alps in shit, uh, I assume, or in, you know, Colorado, wherever there's mountains in, uh, not skiing season. Um, yeah, you can like live in that entire world and that can kind of be your reality, which is interesting to think about. Like thinking about somebody whose reality is something specific, right? And that's the world they live in and they've somehow fashioned their life around their, their passion or their hobby, which is great. You know, and I think if a lot like more people really just like we're like what's like a hobby that i can do or that i really love and it's just like just do that as much as you can and just like try and have fun because we all fucking die anyways like what's the point of like being pissed off all the time by social media if you can't actually like in like if you're not actually trying to enjoy life because life is life is pain there's you know million philosophers have said that and it's true because there is no you know there's no light without dark there is no happiness without sadness or whatever you want to say. Like, you know, the yin and the yang. Shout out to shout out to my boys out east. But uh But yeah, dude, like you can live in the world of whatever your hobby is. Which is cool, but it also kind of like distracts you from, you know, real world implications of certain events that are happening right now in our world, right? And one thing or I don't know. I feel like a lot of this just comes down to like personal responsibility. I guess not to be all. Oh, it's all about personal responsibility. Judeo-Christian values. Blah 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 blah. My name is Ben Shapiro. My wife, um, uh, a whop is a medical condition. Uh, uh, my wife has never had a wet pussy, but I have had sex with her. We have children. I don't mean to get too too deep down the fucking Ben Shapiro fucking rabbit hole of being like it's all it's all about personal responsibility, right? Because but it, but there is a component to that, like you know. It's, everything needs to be in balance. And if, you know, personal responsibility or, like, you know, caring about something outside of yourself or caring kind of about the greater good of humanity or our society, that that's so, sort of important. Like, you all need to kind of carry that a little bit. But, you know, there's just, like, too many fucking realities you can live in, and it can distract you from, like, whatever it is that is actually going on in in the actual reality 
of the outside world, which really is only experienced by you going outside and doing shit, right? So, like, and we all have our own perspectives on what reality is, right? We all have our own perspective on what life is about. Uh, We all view the world differently. And that is all due to, you know, nobody's had the exact same experience as another person. Everybody had every experience of anything that's ever happened to you before this current moment of you listening to this podcast has contributed in some way to come together to form the person that you are, right? So we all have our own different view of reality, right? And if you go outside and interact with the world, um, that can just be your reality. You don't have to go on the internet or go on social media, but um, because then your your reality would be so small and it would be a lot, I, honestly, I think it would be a lot more simple if we weren't on social media, but social media is kind, kind of allows us to like, you know, you have a chance at being able to understand like the greater, like, uh, the, the the vibe of 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 like society or whatever, and that's kind of how I use social media now, because I have struggled in the past. I don't know if any of you can relate to this, but you know, you go online or go on social media, and everything just like pisses you off. You see like shit, and you're like, "How the fuck does somebody think like that?" Blah 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 blah. Or like, "What the fuck's going on here?" I'm pissed off. The globalists are taking over. You know, I'm just kind of joking about that, but I love talking about the globalists i think it's funny and interesting but here let me uh let me put my best alex jones impression on uh, uh, the globalists the globalists are coming and, and i think that we are, are we're on the verge of preparing for a, a thermonuclear war okay uh and, and joe let me be honest I, i'm kind of retarded let me take a bow um Bravo to me. That was fantastic. And you can't tell me otherwise. Same with the Ben Shapiro one. Same with the fucking the British accent, dude. Fuck off with that. If you're going to criticize me for my fucking, my insane ability to pretend to be different characters or to do impressions, dude. I'm fucking so sick, dude. I'm the sickest dude alive, dude. Anyways, let me reset here. Um, I think I might have lost you kind of towards the end of the point I was trying to make about reality or whatever, but like... There are too many realities we can live in, right? There's infinite amount of realities we can live in because we all have our own personal reality, right? But then we also have social media where that, you know, as much as it could be used for good to like, you know, here's like the information that's going on because nobody's watching the fucking news anyways. It's for fucking old people. But it's kind of like the same shit that, you know, old people get roped into fucking... uh getting pissed off by the news we get pissed off by social media there's literally no difference between the two things like we're all just either on fox news twitter or cnn twitter whether or not we realize it right but i mean it's also obviously like middle grounds or whatever like you know specific people that you may follow or blah 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 blah. but twitter is just really just like and all social media in general right it's all uh, the entire function of that whole space now or at least for the past four or five years really has been just to keep your attention, right? So what what would we call something that its goal is to keep your attention or keep you on it for as long as possible? Or, you know, what keeps you, you know, engaged? It's something that is entertaining, right? So then, so why not, why are we not just calling Twitter and Instagram and stuff like entertainment? And why don't we treat it as such, right? Because there's a lot of people on there that, like, it's like, what are you trying to do here? 
Like, what is your goal? Like, what are you talking about? This is like some bullshit for whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of people that shouldn't be fucking talking on social media. And I don't really talk on social media. I post some stuff to my story about like important things that I, you know, think, hey, if you haven't seen this before, like maybe check this out. Maybe it'll be worth your while. Maybe you'll learn something. I don't know. I try to be like that, but trying to use social media to get a genuine valid point across. Well, I shouldn't say that, but to try and like argue, like being in a Twitter war or an argument is like probably one of the dumbest things that you could ever do because who cares, right? It's just online. You can just not be pissed off, right? And that is one of the things that keeps people most engaged and most like involved and it keeps you on the site longer is when you're pissed off, right? And uh, social media, and I, I will refer to Twitter specifically because it's like the worst one in terms of like its effect on our our psyche and on culture and stuff like that. But Twitter is just like, you know, it's 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 run by AI. Like, it's, you know, AI is doing its fucking thing. It's hanging out. It's chilling. It's putting in a lot of fucking work, though. And the goal of the AI is to keep your attention, right? But in what, you know whatever's going to keep you on the longest is all the shit you're going to see from Twitter. They're going to give it to you. We've long passed the days of chronological order when back when social media was cool, when it was like, Oh yeah. Like I go on Instagram and like three people have posted and then I've just, I'm caught up on all the posts. So I just turn the phone off, right? You just exit the app. That's how I used to use it at the beginning. Then no, they had to go away from chronological and shit hit the fucking fan real quick. Right. You know, we all have our own unique perspective on reality and how we interpret the world around us in our environment and stuff. But then you go online and you're being fed a reality that is not real. It is not real. It is something that has been kind of formulated to keep your attention, right? So it's kind of like, you know, back in like health class, back in middle school or whatever, you put the drunk goggles on. It's trying to like interact with your reality with drunk goggles on going on Twitter. That's what it's like. Unless, you know, I feel, I'm not to be like, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm an elevated thinker. I'm just, I live in just a different, I live on a different astral plane from all of you people that are so stupid, blah, blah, blah. No, I don't think like that at all. But it's like, you gotta just go on, if you go on social media, I'm sure a lot of people do this. You know, I maybe I'm the one that's stupid. I don't know. But I feel like if you're going on social media, you gotta just like, just look at it as entertainment. Because that's really what it should be. It shouldn't be like your life and or like getting pissed off at it if you find yourself getting pissed off at stuff you see online hey if you turn it off how does it affect you in real life it doesn't just go outside go for a walk dude the world outside is way more exciting than anything on social media and uh, like honestly but i think that the you know on social media the perception of like what outside is like is so horrific it's like they're trying to paint it as like Oh, yeah, this is Twitter. Uh, we're not a hellscape, but outside is a hellscape. So don't go outside and spend more time on Twitter, right? But Twitter's the actual hellscape of just silliness. And also, don't even get me started on, like, how many bots there definitely are on there that just, like, tweet, like, blatantly stupid points for no reason, right? It's so silly. You can, and you can't even tell who's an actual person or not. Like, you know, there's the verified tab for verified people, um, that are like supposed to be like important 
it's like, you know, the status symbol of it all. Like, oh yeah, you are like, you have uh, 500 followers and you work for the Washington Post and you like write articles about food. Yeah, verify them, right? There's people like that. There's people that, you know, this weird like status hierarchy that being verified creates. But shouldn't like everybody be verified that's an actual human being, right? That would be cool if you could prove that you're an actual human being. I because I feel like that's just kind of how you should, like you should have to be a real person to be on social media, right? Because if we have all these bots, like who's to say that they're not like, they're churning the fucking shit up, right? But back to really what I was saying is like, social media is just like putting drunk goggles on and trying to live your life. Like chill out, just take the goggles off. If social media ever gets too much of you, too much for you, just turn it off, right? Just turn it off, man. Maybe come back to it. Maybe just try and reevaluate your relationship with it. Like what? Like take it, take it, take a step back and think about on like the most basic level of why you enjoy it or why you go on there. And just like you know, take stock of those reasons and really just have a good think about it and ask yourself, you know, ask yourself why five times while you're thinking about social media or whatever. I think it might help. Honestly, it might. Who knows? I could be talking out of my ass. And it's like, like just to think about like how invested some people are in like the Kardashians and being like, oh yeah, but actually Chloe, she's like a really, actually she's a really nice person. Like this is so sweet of her to do this, like for her sister especially, blah, 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 blah. Shut the fuck up, right? They don't care about you. If you were, if you had gotten like a fucking uh, double tap to the fucking chest, dripped out and keeping up with the Kardashians gear, Laying on the sidewalk in front of the fucking the Bellagio in Las Vegas or whatever, and Kim K is rolling up in the fucking the stretch Rolls Royce limo with fucking that ghoul Pete Davidson or whatever. He looks goofy as hell. I'm not. He's funny. I'm not making fun of him. But she pulls up, and the paparazzi are out or whatever, and you're laying right in right in front of the doors. She's stepping right the fuck over you. You're dripped out in her gear. You're wearing Kylie's makeup for some reason as a man. Not judging, but it's what you're doing. Or or as a woman. I don't know. I kind of talked myself into a hole with trying to... I was trying to be funny. My bad. I think it was still kind of funny, but whatever. Um, They step right the fuck over you. You think they're going to, like, give you fucking CPR mouth to mouth? They're like, ew, no. I have, I have a meeting to go to with whoever or we're filming an episode i can't take a break for this or whatever like but also it's like uh you got to kind of understand the mentality of like once you once you get to that level where you have actually left the planet that we live that you and i inhabit because I, I you know this is a working man's podcast okay this is a working person's podcast my bad but they live in a different fucking world like the it is just a different world. So unless you can have been around people that are like really wealthy, like I have, I've had uh, quite a bit of exposure to that and you understand their mentality a little bit. Cause it's on a small scale. This is Michigan. We're talking about even really, but it doesn't really like change wherever you go. And the Kardashians are insanely famous and incredibly wealthy, like way wealthier than pretty much anybody I've ever met. But once you can kind of understand like how like the coldness to them like i forget what ernest hemingway said exactly but he was like the rich are not like not like you and me 
they find out about like the riches of life very early on unlike uh, unlike us regular people that have to you know we have to live life to get to figure out or find out about like the like the the things that make us happier the things that are actually like like you know the really good parts of life we have to figure it out for ourselves kind of um they get it all right away right and they are they are um hard where we are trusting and like or they or they're like weak where we are strong or something like that like cuz it's like you never going to see a rich person riding the fucking public bus downtown you know what i mean no unless you're like in new york city or some bullshit like that i don't know they got subways rich people ride the subways but for the most part if you're on like a city bus in like the midwest pff, dude fuck are you talking about they would be disgusted right but also it's the way that they interact with other people because of their status and what they have it's really just like a fuck everybody's fucking battling each other like it's it's like uh you know everybody is like running around with a fucking samurai sword in their hands at every conversation like just ready to cut a motherfucker right because it's like you're trying like they just assume that whoever they're talking to is wants something from them they can't really conceptualize the thought of being friends with someone just to be friends with them because it's a totally different sort of mentality that, you know, that's why we hate rich kids, right? Or ones that are douchebags about it or assholes. That's what I'm talking about, right? The boomer generation is littered with those people. Even the millennials, the really rich ones, fuck them, right? It's working, man. This is working person's podcast. This is a blue collar as hell, this podcast, all right? But yeah, fuck the Kardashians. They'd step over your fucking dead body or your dying body for any reason whatsoever. Just because they don't give a fucking flying shit about you, right? They seem to honestly have a better grasp of reality than we do. If I, if I dare be so bold. Like, they just live in their own world. You know what I mean? They don't get beat. And that's the one thing, too. Fuck these celebrities that are like, I'm sorry to just be coming at people's necks like this, but it's kind of interesting to think about and, you know, I think it's kind of important to, to, to talk about. It's like, fuck these celebrities that are like, you know, it's hard for me too. I'm really depressed right now. These like really rich people that are like, oh, it's so hard. I'm so depressed. And it's like, I'm just like you. See, I'm sad. I'm sad too. Fuck those people. Fuck those celebrities. Suffer in goddamn silence, dude. I don't want to hear a fucking word out of you. And this is not to put people like down that are depressed or have depression. Because I, why do you think I fucking go to therapy, dude? What do you think I've been dealing with? See, I'm not even. I'm not trying to like talk about it or, you know, use it like wear it like a shield. Because that's like the dumbest shit you could do is be like, yeah, I have to. Dep- I have depression. I'm depressed. I have depression. Like telling everybody about it every five seconds. Shut up. Nobody cares. I mean, they do care, and I do care about my friends when, you know, ever they tell me that they're sad or whatever, and I'm, you know, I have friends that care about me whenever I'm, you know, I really need to talk about something or whatever. That's always good. It's always good to take care of the people in your immediate circle, but it's like wearing it like it's a badge of honor or like a rite of passage to be, you know, be somebody in this world is to, like, it's just like the, like normalizing it is, it's not a normal thing. And that's like all of our music nowadays is like, I'm so sad. I want to kill myself, but I don't do it. Um, I'm so sad. I'm so sad. I'm so sad. I'm going to do drugs. I'm going to drink all this stuff like that. Right. Why are we normalizing this? 
it doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't have any net benefit in our society, especially now, considering probably the largest mental health crisis that has ever happened to this country just happened with fucking uh, with COVID. Like, seriously. Think about everything that used to, you know, make life fun. Right? It really wasn't like going online like it is now. Everybody's having fun online. What the fuck are you going to do having fun online, dude? You know, watch a video? Be like, holy shit, I'm having so much fun. Then it's like, because I don't do that. I, like, I watch YouTube videos and listen to podcasts and stuff, but I'm not like, oh, dude, I'm having the best. I'm having the time of my fucking life just sitting here alone in my room. Because if it's like, if you're like, you know, if you're thinking that while you're watching a video, hey, good for you. I guess, may, honestly, maybe you figured it out and I haven't. Who knows? I don't know. It's a confused Buddha, dude. I'm confused as hell. But we really got to, like, just, you know, stop identifying with, like, a condition or anything outside of your, you know, who you, like, it's like astrology. Same thing as depression, right? People are like, well, I'm a cancer. I'm, a, you know, that's the Gemini. No, dude, you're a dick, okay? Shut up. Stop talking to me, right? Not to be crass. I'm sorry. Ooh, vocabulary expanded. Crass. Let me, oh, dude. Tell me you guys are not fucking hype for me right now. I just use crass. Woo. Yeah, baby. What's up? Anyways, let me uh kind of reset here. But we need to stop normalizing depression. Like it's something that, you know, because they're trying to make it cool, I think. Why is it, it shouldn't be cool. Like, because there's a lot of people that it's like, you know, especially at this time. Especially this time. Just stop making it cool. Actually present like ways to help yourself, help other people or help yourself. Because just being like, oh, I'm depressed too. It's like, oh, I feel like I'm not alone. It's like, dude, yeah, cool. Like I get that. But they're not telling you how to get better. Or they're not trying to like, you know, help or whatever. So what's the point of, what's the point, right? We all need to you know, be striving to be the best version of ourselves and to deal with, you know, we all have trauma, we all have bad experiences, things that have fucked us up psychologically. And it's, you know, it's all of our duties to each other to really, fi like, get to the bottom of all that shit and figure it out. So you can really, like, kind of develop, I guess, I don't know, develop a greater sense of self. You know, and I'm kind of talking out of my ass because I'm I am only 22, right? I don't have the life experience to like really figure out and know who exactly I am, but I think I've kind of got to the bottom of who I am right now. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not uh, uh, this journey or whatever of life is not something that I interpret to be something that just kind of ends one day where it's like, oh, this is just who I am. You know, I hope that people will call me Triple L. You know what I mean? I hope to be Josh Triple L Buddha. That's one of my goals. Okay, I don't think people really realize this or take this into account when they meet me. But I want to be the. I want to be Triple L, dude. I want to be a lifelong learner. Okay, Josh, lifelong learner, Buddha. Okay, but I'd like to, you know, think that I'll be able to like evolve and like kind of not change ex like who I am completely and totally, but just be able to adapt and to be willing to have my you know, my perspective expanded upon and to learn new things always. Always try to learn new things because then you'll never be bored and spend fucking seven hours watching TikToks, right? Exactly. 
But anyways, I'm not really sure where I was fucking going with that. I'm sorry. Let me reset here. Um, I don't know, man. Life's fucking crazy. I hope you guys are all doing okay out there. Because we're hit. We've we've been in a real fucking rough patch recently. And one thing, honestly, that has you know more than anything has kind of been helping me to get through this tumultuous time that we find ourselves in is I don't even know if I'm using that word right, but really it's been to like look back at history. Because history is so fascinating. It's it's better than anything that's on TV. I saw that the movie The Eternals. Dog shit movie, okay? And not because the director was a woman or whatever, the like you know, the spin that they put on it for why it was uh actually it was it should be your favorite movie of all time because it was directed by a woman or whatever. It's like, hey, I'm sure that the director actually is a great director, but this movie ain't it, pal. And you know, my perspective on that movie and my, you know, my review of the movie is coming from the fact that I fell asleep after 20 minutes, right? So I've clearly seen the whole movie and I have a valid opinion on it. It was so fucking good it put me to sleep. I hope you guys didn't have to... Whoa. Sorry, everyone. Uh, had a little bit, of a little bit of a burp situation going on there, but... Fuck, that burp really fucking derailed me, dude. Sometimes that happens. Something, you know, an involuntary bodily function just takes over and then you lose your train of thought. But, no, I was talking about the how I fell asleep at the Eternals. Um, but, yeah. It's a good movie. The first 20 minutes were like, I was about to say that it was good. The first 20 minutes of the movie that I saw were like, here, we're going to really blatantly spell out the entire backstory of all of these characters and all of these plots very fast in a not very detailed manner because we have a whole new cast of people. Also, Kumail Nanjiani, he had the worst fucking... They had, like, the worst fucking superpowers ever. Like, uh, that guy who plays Rob from uh, Game of Thrones, he could shoot lasers out of his eyes and fly. Fucking Kumail Nanjiani just would make, like, finger guns, like gun fingers, and he'd go, like, pew, 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 and he'd shoot lasers out of it. Like, what the fuck is that? And they had, like a like, a real fucking jacked Asian guy who his superpower was like charging up a punch. And it's like, dude, you're telling me Tony Sparks flying Tony Stark is flying through the air, shooting shit. Um, Captain America's got the cool ass shield throwing it around. Hulk. The Hulk changes into a totally different person. And Camille Nagiani's just making gun fingers, and we're supposed to think that that's fucking the shit? I don't fucking know, man. I also don't really like superhero movies. I'm sorry to disappoint anybody out there. Just not my thing. I love movies that are kind of based in reality just because I think that reality is really fucking cool, dude. And like real life, like real human interaction is fucking awesome and fascinating. But anyways. God. I think I might have hit the wall, dude. We're at 38, 51, 52. Holy shit. I think it might have hit the wall. I do have some stuff in this notebook that I could actually go through, and um, it might be kind of interesting. Oh, one thing that I do want to talk about is, like, I've been kind of slowly developing this theory of, like, you know, what has happened to all of the great knowledge that has been bestowed upon us as human beings? Like, so this is going to be real bro science like, revisionish, revi- revisionish, revisionist history like, bro history version of, like, my interpretation of, of, of things, right? So, one thing that is fascinating to me is 
like religion, right? So, okay, I'll go off on this. I'll go off on this. Let me fucking hit this shit up, dude. You thought this was going to be a fucking comedy podcast, bro. Get the fuck out of here. I'm dropping straight bro history on you, bro. Anyways. Or bro debt or bro they. Damn it. I got to stop, like, doing that because I'm, I'm just trying to goof and be inclusive and I might come off the wrong way. I am I am trying to lead with love. Never forget that. I'm leading with love, bro. I'm leading with love. Anyway, so... Religion is fascinating, especially, like, the really old shit, because, you know, all the, like, really old, old religions, like, predating Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, and stuff like that, or not predating all of it, but, you know, kind of, like, way back in the day, like, I'm talking about the ancient Sumerians, right? That's fascinating, back around the time of the pyramids and whatnot. So, this is my interpretation of this history, and I'm going to orate it to you very simply. So, let's talk about Satan and the devil, right? So, in ancient, like, uh, I guess, like, Sumerian times, or pre-that, or whatever, like, the devil, uh, fuck, let me, let me reset, because I'm getting off to a bad start. So, here's, like, the supposed history of the world, right? Um, There are, like, this is where things get a little dicey. This is where the alien part comes in, right? So there is kind of the question of how we morphed into these humans that we are today. And you look at our closest neighbors, like monkeys or like Neanderthals or whatever. It's like, how did we get this smart, right? So the theory is that there was this group of, uh, there's this group of interdimensional beings, right? So I I watched this cool video about like what, um, like a 3D object would look like to a 2D being, right? So imagine you are like a 2D figure and a ball is thrown at you. Like, so like you're like an ant. They kind of like live in like a 2D realm. Like they just, whatever's front, back, side to side, they're not really paying attention about up, right? So that's why like you can just like, you can totally fucking step on an ant and they just like run and like look at the ground. They're like, fuck, 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 right? And that's why you, it's easy to squish them, right? But don't do that because, you know, Mother Nature would be pissed at your ass. So I got to take a sip of, a sip of wine. I'm also not drunk in the slurring. That's just kind of how I talk sometimes. I just kind of slur a little bit. But anyways, um, the thought is that, like, um, like with the, with the, with the, like a 3D object into a 2D plane, so that like a ball, imagine a ball, like a, a, like a basketball or whatever. If you were to drop that into a, it's a 3D object. If you were to drop that into a 2D plane, the view from a 2D plane would be just like the circle increasing. It would be just a straight 2D circle that would increase in size to the circumference of the basketball, right? Or not like right, like a, I'm assuming that you understand what I'm saying. I hope I'm explaining this correctly or in a way that you can understand because I'm notoriously a bad teacher. Um, but so that's kind of how it would look like, right? And you wouldn't see it coming at first unless it kind of like, in, you know, unless it in, like comes into your space or whatever. Or you, you won't see it coming. It'll just, the ball will just bounce on you or the foot will just crush you if you're an ant, right? So the theory is that there are like, you know, interdimensional beings and the the world operates at like I think it's like 432 hertz is like the um 
the frequency at which our, our consciousness interacts with our reality. And like that's like the vibration of the universe is at 432 hertz. So what would happen if your perception of reality was to change by a few hertz or whatever? Would you still be able to interact with the world as it is? Would or would you like be able to transcend that and move into some other way of interpreting whatever this reality is that, you know, is around us? I don't know. That's the question that I'm asking. It doesn't seem like that far-fetched to me, right? Because it is all about like, you know, magnetic energy and, you know, gravity and all these other things that are at play. More like scientific, not like you know, you can shoot a portal like Rick from Rick and Morty and jump through it and you're in another dimension. No. Uh, you know. But that's what those fucking uh that's that's what supposedly happened was these I think they call them like the Anunnaki or whatever the fuck. They came from that other dimension. They come down to Earth to mine gold for whoever it is rules their fucking dimension. They come down here and they're like, fuck, this is hard mining gold. Fuck this. We're going to get these monkeys that are almost intellectually capable of pulling this off for us. And we're going to, um, we're going to genetically modify them slightly so that they're able to like, you know, do this job for us and mine this gold and like, you know, take care of things. Right. So that's supposedly where like how we evolved away from, you know, the Neanderthals, right? So they mined all this fucking gold, right? And and they made some slightly smarter human beings. Then this guy named Enki comes down and visits the humans, right? And he's kind of like the rebellious bad boy of the interdimensional gods or whatever. He comes down and he wants to give us human beings knowledge to set us free from the control of being slaves to these, you know, outside gods, right? So it's interesting that Enki, and when you talk about Enki, you talk about Osiris from you know Egyptian mythology or whatever, and you also talk about Satan in you know monotheistic, or especially like in the Christian or Catholic, you know, texts, aka the Bible. That's who they're talking about. It's all one person. They're talking about this Enki guy, right? So he comes down, gives us a bunch of knowledge, blah blah blah, and. Then there's, like, the Great Pyramids are built, all this shit, and, like, Enki, like, kind of, like, disappears or some shit. I don't know what fucking happens to him, dude. I don't know. This is bro history. And, like, a kind of a, like, theory or interesting line of inquiry. That's what all of this is, honestly. It's all, like, an interesting line of inquiry. Like, just food for thought, right? But anyways, so... Enki kind of, you know, he gives us a bunch of knowledge. We start to learn. We're developing technology, all these things. We build the pyramids through some sort of help from somebody, I don't know, whoever the fuck. But the pyramids are built, and it it was definitely capped in gold, right? But it's that's that's the, the thought, right? And there's like kind of like a aqueduct is not the right word, but there's like a, uh, you know, kind of like a trench and like a big, there's a sort of like a water pump underneath the pyramid. And also the the stones of the pyramid are kind of made out of this like specific like metallic quartz, right? Which quartz, if you didn't know, is what will power your watch. You know, these little uh, electromagnetic vibrations will power the gears in the movement, the mechanical movement in your watch. If you have a uh, automatic movement, right? And it's why if you shake your watch, you can kind of hear it, you know, moving or whatever. That's to, you know, it's interacting with this little piece of quartz in there and it's powering your watch. So quartz does emit an electromagnetic 
when you hit it the right way or the right thing happens to it, it emits an electronic or electromagnetic pulse, right? So if the theory, I guess, on the pyramids is that water would kind of run underneath the pyramid. It would have some sort of effect, like the water would do some sort of thing that it would hit and it would emit this big wave that would go up through all these quartz rocks and create a big electromagnetic, um, you know, wave that would then go through the golden tip of the pyramid and emit electricity outwards. Because there is kind of depictions in these uh, hieroglyphics and whatnot of there being like actual like electronic devices uh, being used back then, right? And it's not to say like, oh yeah, they definitely had electricity back then, but it's just, like, it just it's interesting to think about. And how cool would it be if they did have that shit? I'm not trying to like win a Nobel Prize for historical research. How cool would it be, right? It's just interesting to think about. Um, so uh, the thought is that that is what the pyramids were. They were like power plants back way back in the day, right? Which is interesting to think about when you you know you go to Tesla studying the pyramids and that if you blow the pyramids up to a scale of like forty two thousand two hundred times itself, like the size of the pyramid times forty two thousand two hundred, scale it up, then it would fit the exact dimensions of the Earth because um, technically the pyramid is like eight sided, like each side kind of is a little bit concave, right? So then it will create kind of like the shape of like a sphere for a sphere to perfectly fit inside of inside of the pyramid, which 40,200 comes from something specific to do with like the amount of time in some certain period, blah, 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 like something like maybe a month or a year or whatever. Then the pyramid is also built like a slightly off a very specific degree off of true north or whatever, because it lines up with the axis of the earth, which is changing because we're on a, we're, we have a tilted axis axis but it's all to scale or whatever. So it's like, how did these fucking assumed to be ancient retards build this without any sort of outside help, right? Um, but Tesla studied the pyramids, and he, you know, he thought that that's what the pyramids were, where they were a power plant, right? And what does the Tesla coil do? What was Tesla working on doing his research was kind of like, you know, creating electricity and transmitting it, like almost transmitting it wirelessly, because that's what the pyramids would have done. And that's like, you know, the conspiracy around... Um, supposedly Tesla being killed for his efforts into this research, and he built he also built his uh, research facility or whatever in Colorado, in a specific spot in Colorado because it was longitudinally in the exact spot as the pyramid, the Great Pyramids of Giza, which is cool to think about. It's like, oh damn, dude, he really had this fucking planned out. He's deep in this shit, right? Um. And the the I guess like the conspiracy theory around Tesla is that he was killed for this that he was working on being able to uh, transmit electricity wirelessly and create it for free basically because there's not a lot of you know there's not a lot of effort you're just like making a vibration with these quartz stones this massive amount of quartz stones mind you but it's just emitting electricity out of the tip of the pyramid right. So there's not, you don't need like oil to create electricity. You don't need coal. You don't need the, the burning effects of coal, the pollution, all that stuff, right? Which sounds fucking so awesome. Like incredible. It sounds incredible. It sounds like something you can't even really imagine, right? But back in like the 20s, who would have a fucking problem with that going on? Oh, like the, like uh, you're talking about John D. Rockefeller maybe? Like the richest oil baron the world has ever seen? 
who also like at the time also did like basically make you know control our government um still might till this day um and if you think that i'm talking out of my ass uh, i just think that you haven't seen the information that i have um not to be like i'm right i could be wrong also but i just think that i've you know I've seen too much to not kind of come to that sort of assumption. And also, it's like, why does the FBI still have Tesla's files sealed up after almost 100 years? Right? What's what's What could be possibly be in there that would be, you know, incriminating to anybody that's still alive today? Who knows? Or why would they not want it to be out? Maybe because of what he was researching, what he was on the verge of, you know, kind of discovering. But, you know, who knows? It's also funny that Elon Musk just comes in and is like, has totally almost usurped the legacy of Tesla by making electric cars in a way that would totally disgust Tesla. Like, he would hate Tesla if he saw what his name had been turned into nowadays. I think, I assume, just because of how dedicated he was to, you know, science. But anyways, to to reset and get back to the point of, like, imagine all that ancient technology, right? Then zoom forward to, like, the Library of Alexandria, right? We get to the the first, like, Gobekli Tepe and the first, like, you know, really, like, known and discovered archaeological sites of, you know, old human civilization, right? And especially, like, if we go to, like, uh, you know, it's kind of like the inception of, like, Judaism, I think. I don't know. Uh, the, The story of the Tower of Babel, or from, like, the Torah. I think this kind of is how it goes. I'm not sure. This is bro science. I'm not trying to offend anybody. If you're Jewish or whatever, I don't, I'm sorry. But, the thought, I guess, was that, like, in Babylon, back in the day, everybody kind of spoke the same language. Everybody worked in a homogenous manner to for the goal of building the Tower of Babel so that King Nimrod, that's where the name Nimrod comes from, the King Nimrod could go up to the top of this tower and try to interact with the gods, right? And if we're assuming what I said before kind of plays in here, he's trying to talk to these inter- interdimensional dudes, right? So... They all kind of build the Tower of Babel. Everything is going swimmingly. Everybody's cool. They're chilling. They're having a good time. They build the tower. He goes up there, and then God, or the interdimensional beings or whatever, strikes down the Tower of Babel, blows it up. They're like, fuck you. We told you not to come fucking looking for us, blah, blah, blah. They scramble everyone, or they scramble all the languages or whatever so that nobody can communicate clearly with each other because they were all you know, working together for one goal, right? So they, divide a, they divided the people back then and you know all this stuff. Did that happen? I don't know. But, you know, it's one of the oldest stories ever told, I guess. So, you know, why not kind of believe that maybe... It, what's wrong with keeping the, you know, keeping you know keeping some space for... Maybe it was right. Maybe it what did happen. Maybe it did happen. Who knows? I don't know. But, so let's say that that happens. The Tower of Babel or whatever. Um... And all those ancient civilizations that are around at the time. And then zoom forward to, like, the Library of Alexandria in Egypt, conquered Alexander the Great, yada, yada, yada. But the Library of Alexandria is one thing that I feel like I just kind of passively learned about in school or in uh, watching Indiana Jones or whatever. It's like, oh, it was burnt down, blah, blah, blah. I guess that's kind of what people would like you to think. I don't know. But the Library of Alexandria is such a fascinating place to me in my mind of the things that I've looked up about it and like it would be awesome to go there if it still existed but it's kind of like a collection of all the you know first 10,000 years of human history and Alexandria the city at the time was like a real like you know 
his place that like scholars and intellectuals made a pilgrimage to to like study because it was like a you know kind of you know open to learning or you know obviously not by today's standards in terms of like the values that they had and how you know how they treated each other i guess in terms of like gender roles and all that bullshit who gives a fuck we're not applying modern morals to the events of history okay we can only let's just take let's take the good and the bad of history and let's just try to analyze it objectively and not try to like be like well we can't you know let's not talk about this guy because he was racist well it's like it was fine to be racist back then like shut the fuck up right there's still important lessons that we can learn from racists from the past okay that's one of our ma- big i'm sorry to get off on a tangent but that's one of our big faults nowadays is like having like not having the ability to realize that you know even the people that you hate the most in this world or people that you think are the most disgusting they might have something actually valuable to say if you could just you know approach everyone every, like always with an open mind and an open heart okay try and do that for me please won't you now come on um, sorry, let me get back on track. This is like the worst bro history lesson that you're ever going to get. But, um, Library of Alexandria, they would like, when people would come to port in Alexandria, Alexandria, cause that's like right on the coast of the Mediterranean and Egypt. Um, they would, you know, commandeer all of the books on every ship cause their goal was to have a copy of every single book printed in the world within their walls. Right. So eventually the Romans come. Uh, I think that it was, was it Caesar? I don't know. Whoever came to Alexandria, that's when, like, my interpretation previously of what happened there was that it just burnt down to the ground, right? But let's assume that it didn't because there's, like, a lot of accounts that it was actually around for a few hundred years because how dumb would you be, have to be, to just be like, yeah, we're the Romans. Fuck all your guys' old fucking knowledge, your ancient 10,000-year-old knowledge. We're the Romans, Nobody's going in there. We're not even going to have a peep at what's inside. We're just going to burn it down, right? How dumb would that be? How dumb would that be? That would just, even for people back then, that'd be like the dumbest shit you could ever do, right? So let's just assume that, you know, that the accounts that I have seen that are like people are telling you is true, that the library was actually around for a little while, like, you know, maybe a hundred, two hundred years after it was taken over by the Romans and like whatever that war is, the second blah, blah, blah war between uh, Hannibal and whoever, like, cause you know, the Carth or between Rome and the Carthaginians and whatever. I think, I think, I think, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm trying to give a history lesson. I'm a bad teacher, but uh, anyways, so let's just say that the Romans have a, they really like got to go through and look at all that shit. Cause they definitely would. There's no way they wouldn't be. They wouldn't be going through that shit. Also, at this time, I don't think Rome has religion, right? They do kind of have these, like, pagan gods that they sort of, you know, look to and worship, but it's really only, like, in death. Like, when people die or funerals, that's when they kind of celebrate the gods. Other than that, they kind of don't, you know, they don't really have, you know, religion in their lives for the most part. But, so they go down to... Alexandria, they take all these, all this knowledge. The library slowly kind of just disappears over time. Interestingly enough, about Alexandria at the time, it's like where we get all of our great astrologers and people that, or astronomers or whatever that were like in mathematicians, all this stuff. It was like a really like egalitarian, free, you know, intellectual society where like real progress could be made, which is fucking sick if you think about it. It's like, I wish there was a place like that now, you know? But, um, 
there's like somebody there. I forget the person's name. I have it written down in one of my fucking notebooks where I take notes on the random shit that I look up um, when I'm not fucking doing school or working. But this guy like fa- like discovered or invented the steam engine like a thousand years before it was reinvented, right? So you can't tell me that fucking Alexandria wasn't the shit, okay? But let's just say that the Romans take back all this information from Alexandria, right? Which is like the centralized place where all of the knowledge is at the first 10,000 years of human civilization, right? They take it back. Then what happens? Sort of like, you know, kind of like Christianity, Catholicism sort of comes into the picture. You know, the, uh, the Roman Empire adopts Catholicism. Then we slowly sort of get to see like the, uh, de- de- the de-evolution of polytheism across the board, right? From that point forward, right? Which is really interesting to me. Because it's like, you know, shouldn't the first religions be the ones that we kind of, like, really get to study more and are interested in? Because those are, like, our wisest people, right? They might have very simple means of communication or whatever, but it's like, no, those cultures existed way longer than ours has, like, in the West. Even, like, America is, like, a couple hundred years old. What do we know compared to ancient tribes that have lived for thousands of years in kind of the same manner? that they that they always had right and all those old r- religions or whatever you want to call them they're all kind of polythe- polytheistic they have different gods they pray to for different reasons for different things right and people i feel like people especially like uh i kind of look at that as being stupid or whatever but i think it's so fucking fascinating and i think there's a lot that we could probably learn from them right cuz why you know why pass up an opportunity to maybe learn something that's valuable, okay? But anyways, you see, like, the idea of, like, the uh, the world starts to, like, rid itself of, of ancient, like, polytheistic religions, right? Because we see, like, th- we got the big three now. We got uh, Islam, we got Christianity, and we got Judaism, right? Pretty much everybody, uh, but that's in the Western world. Like, we're not, I'm not talking about, like, Buddhism or, uh, Hinduism or whatever, right? Shout out to all the Buddhas over there, though. Shout out to those boys out east. Anyways, um, but then like you know, Catholicism really starts to take over. They they get rid of like fucking the old Greek shit, like the Zeus and the you know the Greek mythology, and it's it still reigns true to this day. There's Greek Orthodox Catholicism. That's you know they have different holidays. They have like Ochi Day, Ochi or whatever which is like something to do with independence or whatever shout out all the Greeks dude Greeks are cool as hell okay but anyways um, and yeah that's kind of what we've seen with like colonialism especially that initial part or whatever like when Columbus came over like okay was Columbus probably racist yes did he probably think that the people that he saw when he landed there or over in North America were inferior yes but does it not make the feat that he accomplished kind of incredible like, it's not really his fault that they, like, his society advanced faster than the natives did. Also, like, people dying from measles and smallpox, it's not like fucking a modern day where, like, people actually knew what the fuck was going on. Especially, like, in, mo- like, in turn, there's no modern fucking medicine, dude. You just, you, you either woke up the next day or you didn't. It wasn't a big deal, right? It is very sad that 
you know, those religions have been sort of eradicated. But also maybe, like, they did know that, like, hey, let's bring measles over there and we can kill them all. I don't know. Like, but it seems like since then there's been a real war against polytheism. Like, that's, like, satanic, blah, blah, blah. It's satanic, it's satanic, it's satanic, right? So, like, the evangelicals will tell you, even though Satan's in the Bible, like, twice. But, uh, anyways, let me get back to, like, kind of the point I'm trying to make. So Catholicism kind of takes over the West, or like especially Western Europe, right? And what was Catholicism based off of at the time? It's like you go to church or mass or whatever, and you listen to the preacher, or the, what is it, the the priest. You listen to the priest tell you the word, the gospel, the word of God, right? So what does that leave people vulnerable to? It leave, It means that they're vulnerable to you know, being manipulated by the church, right? So, and if the church is the one that has the most amount of power at the time, they kind of are just going to have all of that information from the Library of Alexandria because the Romans are going to keep a hold of that, right? If they have a monopoly on all the information from the last 10,000 years, wouldn't that be like a superpower in and of itself? Like, wouldn't you like just, you'd have the ultimate trump card of being able to research and continue to research all of this shit, Right. But at the same time, using Catholicism as your religion to, like, keep control over your population, nobody in your population is going to be able to, like, figure this shit out, right? Because, you know, everything was kind of the devil. Like, science is the devil. Like, because it's, like, anti, like, science and experimentation, anti-evolution, all these things, right? Why would that, uh, you know, why would that be, Right? And that's because, like, the only people that could actually read the Bible or whatever uh, at the time were people that were able to learn Latin. And you had to kind of be, like, an aristocrat for that. You had to be part of the aristocracy. You had to be well-off, very wealthy to learn Latin, to even read the Bible that you would go and have spoken to you in. Or, you know, you go to Mass and they, they, they just tell you the Word of God. Like, here's the Word of God, Right. So that's where, like, Martin Luther becomes an incredibly important figure. Like, I learned about Martin Luther and the Protestant Reformation back in, like, history class in high school, but it's, like, I've kind of come to understand, like, just the sheer, like, level of, like, importance that that guy really had. Like, that's a guy that made a goddamn massive impact on this world. Regardless of, you know, did he hate the Jews? Yes. It was really because he couldn't get them to convert to Christianity. But, you know, it was the anti-Semitic, you know, maybe, probably. Does that detract from the fact that he basically, like, single-handedly, you know, increased literacy rates across all of Europe by printing uh, the Bible in native, like, translating it to native language, to German or whatever, and almost being, like, killed for it? No. Like, that greatly outweighs his opinion of the Jews, who he did not harm, I don't think, in any way. But... Martin Luther was just a man of the people trying to empower everyone, trying to get them to read, trying to expand their mind, trying to, you know, be able to, so everyone can have their own intimate relationship with quote unquote God. Cause he, he was a priest before and he left the church, blah, blah, blah. Right. But this kind of, I don't know where I'm really going with this theory, but it's kind of that like the Catholic church, even today, they are like the most powerful, like wealthiest organization that's kind of ever existed ever. I think if you're racking in fucking billions upon billions for, you know, tens of centuries, like thousands of years. Like, you got, and all the shit that you got, all the shit you own, you're not taxed, you got your own fucking country. 
the Vatican? Dude, you're telling me they don't have the secrets of Alexandria underneath the Vatican? So it's like, and also at the same time, it's like, you know, it was illegal to do alchemy or whatever that bullshit was, except for if you worked for the king, like, you know, Merlin. If he was just a regular dude trying to do that shit, they'd kill him and call him, like, say he's a heretic. Right? I don't know. It's just all interesting to think about. Like, go look this shit up for yourself, dude. Learn about Tesla. Learn about the Sumerians. It's interesting shit to think about. It doesn't matter if you're, like, really religious and you believe in God. It's just like, and you think that I'm bullshitting. It's just like, listen to these ancient old stories that we have. Like, we we have everything to learn from the people that have come before us. There's n- ignoring history is just one of the most ignorant things that we can do. And also, there's just some awesome, amazing, crazy shit that happened in history that you can learn about. Also, there's a lot of, like, very important, very, like, prominent figures that you don't learn about in in school and you'll never learn about unless you're actively seeking them out like like i just saw that people were talking about recently for the first time in the last year like that uh the black wall street in uh tulsa or whatever where there was some bullshit happened and then they were like dropping like they were running a world war one plane over tulsa killing black people because some dude like winked at a chick or something something happened in an elevator actually I forget the specifics of the whole incident, but I knew about it before. But yes, that's a very important event to 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 learn about because it does show you like, oh yeah, like Black Wall Street was cool as fuck, dude. Like that's insane that people were able to build that sort of community together like that in early 20th century America, given the circumstances that you know surrounded what it meant to be black back then, or I assume it meant to be black by then back then because I don't know. Also, great African leaders. Like, one of the ones that I think is one that's really inspiring to me, I guess, if I can say inspiring. I'm not really a guy that gets inspired by other people, but I just look at, like, the actions of other people and be like, I hope that I could, you know, have an impact like that one day on my community or whatever. Is like Patrice Lumumba, the former president of the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Also, one thing you need to know about the Congo, one of the most resource-rich countries in the entire world. Right, but it's been a country that has been at war, at civil war. It's been, you know, genocides have happened there. It's just been a hellhole of a country, in terms of like you know, from an outside perspective of what you assume it would be like there. I'm sure there's infinite amounts of beautiful people, like absolutely gorgeous, beautiful people with incredibly warm hearts and great souls. I don't doubt that for a second. And I assume that there's way, like, there definitely are way more people that are like that, that are kind, that are just, you know, full of love. Because honestly, that's like, you see people that don't have a lot or aren't, like, modernized or westernized like we are, they seem kind of a lot happier. They don't have a lot by our standards of what a lot means, but it seems like they're, they have a never ending wealth of knowledge that they could, you know, teach us. We don't really know jack shit about living real life. In terms of like, you know, if you got thrown in the woods by yourself, you'd be dead, right? You don't know, we don't really know anything about survival. Uh, by by, you'd be dead, I mean me too. Definitely me too. I'd be dead as fuck. But um, anyways, like the Congo, they had, they were ruled by the, like Belgium back in the day. Back in like the, you know, the colonial era of, of, of Europe. Back when the Dutch and the English and the, belgians and the french and the portuguese and 
the Spanish were just colonizing all of the world, you know. You know, that's because uh, uh, Kinshasa is the capital of uh, DR Congo. Kinshasa used to be called Leopoldville up until, like, I think, like, maybe the 60s or something like that, or maybe 1960 or whatever, or maybe post post the murder of fucking uh, Patrice Lumumba, but... Anyways, there were the uh, King Leopold went down there and he was like, "Oh, there's look at all these rubber trees. I'm going to make the entire population of this country work to death to extract every single bit of fucking natural resources that 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 I can get them to extract from this country so I can sell it in Europe." Right? That's what he did. Like obviously uh they didn't get all of it, but because the Congo is still an incredibly resource-rich nation, but he really got his fucking hands dirty in there, dude. He killed like half the country, like 10 million, 20, like 10, 15, 20 million people over a certain period of time. He was just like cutting people's hands and arms off because he didn't, he didn't think they worked hard enough. Like, geez, oh, Pete's man, what the fuck is going on with that guy? But anyways, Patrice Lumumba becomes, you know, democratically elected. And his goal is to, hey, we're going to nationalize our natural resources. I want a good future for the for our country. We are an incredibly rich, wealthy country in natural resources. I want to make these natural resources make the people of DR Congo like you wanted people to have a great life and want to nationalize resources, right? It's really the story of, you know, the Southern Hemisphere, dude. It's the story of the Southern Hemisphere. South America, Central America, fucking sub Saharan Africa. It's all just a hellhole of fucking Western powers just enslaving those people, um, killing anybody that dares try to, you know, make a better life for their people. You know, I could kind of get into that a little bit more if you're interested in that. But, yeah, dude, I hope that, uh, but he was he was killed by the CIA and uh, uh, Lumumba was. He was killed by the CIA for trying to nationalize his country's resources, you know. And don't blame JFK for that, because JFK was president, but that was totally just a CIA op. They went in there. Because the CIA doesn't, you know, work at the behest of the president. They work at the behest of, you know, giant banking institutions and giant corporate interests, right? We should all know this by now. The CIA, FBI, our military, they all work at the behest of the people with the most power, and that is not the president. Certainly is not the president. Anyways, before I get myself into any more trouble by saying that, uh, sorry, uh, to, uh, to our overlords. But, uh, yeah, I really don't know where the fuck the time has gone for the last, like, 40 minutes. And I don't know what else to talk about. I'm sorry if this has, like, kind of been boring or whatever or if this is not really what you signed up for. But, you know, I'm a mixed shit up, dude. I ain't a one-trick pony. I'm a jack-of-all-trades. So I'll try and come with a actually better list next time because I did write a bunch of shit down. Now I'm realizing I'm an hour and 14 minutes into this and I went through about two bullet points. So, yeah, next week hopefully shit will be a little bit better, but uh, until that happens, until I see you guys next time, hold on. I hope they didn't that didn't get picked up. I'm sorry if it did. But, uh, yeah. I'll catch you guys next time. This was kind of fun. I actually talked for like an I'm going to make it an hour and 15 minutes even. Fuck it, dude. I'm going for it. And boom. Cool. Uh, I didn't think I'd be able to talk for this long. Uh, I hope I made sense. I'm trying to work on that. That's one of the things I'm trying to work on. But anyways, uh, thanks for listening. I'll see ya.
on the next goddamn episode, dude. Get fired up for the next one, okay? Because I'm coming with more fucking straight fire. Coming with the fire. Woo. Yeah, baby. What's up? See you later.